This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is a special in-person conversation. I'm not even going to say interview with someone that's going to change your perception on what is possible for your life. Martin Yosef. Martin, how are you? Doing pretty good. Yourself? I'm, I'm exquisitely well. Nice. I'm exquisitely well. So, Martin, to jump right in, what's one thing that people have a perception that you think people are operating in the perception of that is not serving them right now? Like the way that you view the world mm. is going to change some people that are listening to this show. Hit me with something to start with. Um, well, perception is whatever you make it, and right? Of course. Whatever you make it. And, and we're constantly creating, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then whatever feels kind of like normal to us or jives with us, then we start building from that center. You know what I mean? And whatever we come across that doesn't line up with our center, we're automatically disturbed. We're like, ah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, but all that was figments of imaginations and ideas created. Right. By individuals. Yeah. Like, you could easily overlook it and be comfortable and just keep doing you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But we become so heavily passionate about what somebody else is doing and how they're living. Yeah. So our perception of ourselves is already being fragmented. Mm -hmm. That's just my idea, though. Well, I love that. So, <laughs> and I say that we, we started out this interview, pre-show interview, with I literally said we're just going to talk, and whatever comes okay. out comes out for sure. And then I said we can go as crazy down this hole as you want to, and I personally don't care if eighty percent of you listening after this show tune out. And Martin says like that's a pretty that's a pretty extreme thing, like right? That's a different perception. Yeah. Like that's a childlike perception of wanting to try things out and yeah. And walk me through what you meant more by that. Like, I think that childlike perception, you even said it mm-hmm. just recently as far as what that actually feels and means to you in every moment because yeah. it's it's different, right? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm running my own operating system right now, and I have a perception of how you view me, and I have a perception yeah. of how I view the outside world. Correct. And that perception is obviously forming my version of reality. Mm-hmm. Much like it's as you're listening, it's forming your version of reality. Like, you already, if you think about it, you close your eyes, hopefully not while you're driving. You've heard I'm speaking to a guy named Martin. If I say Martin, I say don't think of Martin Lawrence, you're instantly thinking of Martin Lawrence, if you know mm-hmm. who that is. Right? Like you already have a mental perception of who Martin is without even seeing him, just from hearing him speak. But that comes down to that childlike curiosity. Mm-hmm. Right? And that childlike curiosity, we all do the best we can to almost stave off as a badge of honor, showing the fact of like we're adults now. Yeah. But that's not really what serves us. Yeah. We're, 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 we want to grow up. We want a sense of stability. That's another perception created. Mm-hmm. When we find something, whether it's religion or, or political ideology, whatever, a tradition in the family, it kind of centers us of sorts. You know what I mean? It provides a center. And then we feel like we can have that stability and build from it. But a kid doesn't do that. A kid is constantly experimenting. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he doesn't understand that the bill is due at such and such day. He's super carefree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like we lose that that freeness, I guess. I don't know if there is a name. You yeah. Know? We, just, we just lose it because we grow up, you know? We, right. I love the fact you're putting it in air quotes of grow up yeah. because to me we're actually almost growing down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're not ascending to a higher level of consciousness when we do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, which gets into the whole conversation about religion. Like you and I last week yeah. had an opportunity to spend hours with you having a bite to eat, which was incredible. But that spun into all these, your view of religion and your understanding of it. I mean, you've read essentially every religious scripture 
Just about you get your everything. Hands on. Yeah, every holy little script that they say is something. Of I course. It. I read it. And you've had so many parallels of your understanding of what was written versus maybe the way I'm going to air quote churches yeah. have said it should be interpreted versus then how that can be applied to a person's life. Yeah. But I think there's so much to touch on there as we get into, like you said it last week. I'm okay saying that I am a God sitting right here. Absolutely. Doesn't even bother me a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't mean I am the God. Yeah. It means I am a God. Yeah. And so are you, though. Yeah. Being Martin sitting in front of me. So is Kurt in the studio. Absolutely. So are you as you're listening. I do realize in saying this, I can feel energetically as I just said that out. Yeah. Some of you are vibrating in a place that is very unhealthy. Like that's turning you off. It's so polarizing for you to hear that you are a God. Mm-hmm. That you're just shutting down right now. I encourage you to yeah. keep your ears open for a second. Yeah. Hit us with it, Martin. Hit us with where that even came from, that understanding. Well, um, our perceptions, our mind creates ideas. At least this is how I think. Mm-hmm. My, our minds create ideas of what this, quote, God-like being is, right? And then we behave in a certain way based on what those ideas are, mm-hmm. automatically, by default. So... A lot of people see God apart from them, outside of them. So they're always without power, searching and seeking power. And there's an unbalance of power already within because you're denying yourself the very essence of the source. It's like, hello, you're alive. You know what I mean? You're breathing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to, but you are. You know what I'm saying? That in itself has a childlike wonder. It's like, wow, that's mysterious. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to have an answer. You know what I mean? And that's the thing with the kid. He he doesn't have to find the answer to be caught up with it. Right. And, and that's the sense, again, of wonder. You know what I mean? I don't try to make it like I know what the God is. Mm-hmm. I just say there's something higher. There's something more. Yeah. So if there is, the fact that I'm here, it wants to just, you know, I don't know, relate, build through us, create through us. I don't know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, as you touch base on that, you've had multiple experiences that you shared with me of if I say divine intervention, I think that undersells actually what it is. If I say it's manifestation, I think that is also kind of a, I'll just call it a bullshit term. Like <laughs> for me personally, right? Some of the, some of the things like you had shared with me about moving to Connecticut or living in Connecticut and had yeah. the opportunity to have someone. And I don't remember, I don't want to, I'm going to let you tell the story because if I tell it, I can't do it justice. But there was someone that came in town or, or helped you with a housing situation. She wasn't from our country. Right? There's some things that went on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But this this is a story that floored me because how huh. materialistic the majority of us are. Right? Hmm. Imagine as you're listening, the car that you're sitting in or the phone you're holding in your hand, somebody gave you that phone. Somebody gave you that car and said, here, look, like I, you just take this. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get done using it, what would you typically do as you're listening? I w- if it was me, I have no problem saying it. The first thing that comes to my mind is I would have sold it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, that just made sense to me. Like, it was mine. I appreciate the gift. I honor it. I respect it. I love it. But it was mine. Mm-hmm. That's not your version of the story. <laughs> we got we to gotta, gotta know the story again. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I'm a weird character. At least that's how I'm usually described. Yeah. But um, um, I was in Connecticut and um, – this lady from Jamaica, 
own a house out there and she just gave it to me. I was homeless prior to that for what I like to say a year. I rounded up. It was 11 months mm -hmm. if you want to be precise. But um, the point is I met her and she gave me this house for free, like for free. And I lived in there, you know, Yeah. Um, for a long time. And then when I decided I was going to move on with my life, I gave it back to her. Yeah, no. So you, you physically like called her and said, yeah. thanks for letting me have this house, but now I'm, I don't need it anymore. I'm going to give it back to you? Here it is. Like, I appreciate it. Yeah. That's that. But most people would have sold on it, rented out, mm -hmm. capitalized some other way. But it's like, I don't know. I, I, just, I just didn't see it as an opportunity for that. That's so wild to me. Why? I don't, I don't see why, though. It's like, it's, to me, it's just normal. Well, of course. But... To you, yeah, right. Like, but same thing as we touched. I mean, you, you skim over it like it's no big deal. But right. the homeless situation, like most people think homeless, and you're like, oh man, this guy was down on his luck. This man, like, yeah, he, something bad had to happen in his life for him to become homeless. That also isn't really your story. There was, there was an understanding of the necessity to realize what that was like in order to ascend to the next level of what you were destined to do. Oh, I was doing it all on purpose. I play my roles. Like, I, ch I understand, again, like a child, that you can create whatever you want to create in life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know how they play make-believe that they got the fireman and it's a real fire? And then they make all the noises. They play with these toys and they're creating a story. Yeah. Well, we can do that when we grow up. We just are unaware. Right. You know what I mean? That we're not we're, that we're doing it. So we're always creating a story. So it's like I don't want to talk because I read something in the book and read some statistics and whatever. That's fine. But I like to experience things, you know, like mm -hmm. a, like a m movie actor or actress. They go into a movie, they play a role and they play it so well. It convinces you, you know what I mean, of whatever role they're playing, a good actor. So I just do that. I was like, you know what? Let's live that life. Let's see why people are struggling so much and what's so bad about it that they can't seem to, you know, change their life. And it's like, oh, it must be good for you and it must be nice because you got a business or you got money, you got a house, whatever. And it's like, I can be homeless too. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you go in and experiment with it, like not just talking to talk, like being it, living it for real. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Thinking like them, sleeping outside like them and stuff like that. And you're like, at first, well, it's really not that bad. You can stay happy if you're happy on the inside. Yeah. But it's like at the end of the day, it wasn't that you can't be happy being homeless. It's like, is this all I want? Yeah, right. See what I'm saying? Yeah, back to the perception. Okay, I play the role. I see what people feel. I can relate. But it's like, I also know that I don't have to stay there. So walk me through that. So, so you're homeless for 11 months. What 11 part of the months. country? Where were you at? Physically? Connecticut. Connecticut, homeless Connecticut. in Connecticut. You're one of like four people in Connecticut that I feel like is homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, oh, of course. Crazy. But so then essentially, what's the next step? Like you realize like this is playing a role. Like yeah. you're, you're in this, you're experiencing it. You want to know yeah. what it's like instead of reading in a book. Then you're like, all right, I've, I've, I've done this. I know what this is like. I can yeah. relate to these people. I know how to bring people out of that into the next area because like you said, you're just playing a role, just right? We're all role. just playing a role. Just playing a role. What's the next step? Like where do you go next? You just... Just decided yeah. to go clean up, get a job, and make things happen. Yeah. So I just I just did that, you know, and got a management position. I don't know, got promoted within less than a year. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like applying again the same thing, the new story now. The new story was like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, you know, 
work at this store and I'm going to be the manager. And like I told myself a new story and just like that, I did it. Yeah. You know, so I don't understand. I get a little confused when people are like, whoa, I don't understand. Or it's like, what do you mean you don't understand? Mm -hmm. Whatever you think about yourself, check it. And if you don't like it, change it. And at some base level, it's really just that easy, right? Like, yeah, there's yeah. there's nothing. We'll, we'll keep coming full circle. You spent a, the last few years helping men, women, children from a, more of a coaching capacity. I've attempted. Sure, that's the story you're telling right now. But right. sure, this this is a role you had to play in that moment to get what you needed to get out of it. Mm-hmm. But you've been inside of religious organizations, yeah, right, and had some. I don't say persecution there, but I think any time that someone steals the the light from the man on the podium, yeah, all of a sudden there's this really crazy struggle for power. Even though knowing you, that is the polar opposite of what you are yeah. energetically. But let's talk about the coaching side of things. Let's talk about some of the principles that sit there. I mean, you've you've had your stops along the way with well, men and women uh, in, in like the rehab environment, right? Yeah. Like there's been some some different stops you've had. Mm-hmm. What's that look like? Um, I I don't know if I understand the question, but um, so, so painting the picture, I want to make sure that it's one thing for us to talk about perception. It's one thing for us to talk about painting the story and creating our yeah. own story and, and being homeless and then getting into a managerial position. Yeah. But I think it does a disservice to then not touch base on how many hundreds if not thousands of people's lives that you have been directly interacting with yeah. to understand how all the pieces are really fitting together, right? This yeah. isn't... Well, I, 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 I don't look at clients or anybody I work with, any organization or anything like that. I don't look at them as inferior or mm-hmm. superior to me. You know what I mean? We're all on the same level playing field. That's how I look at it. Um, we can collaborate and make something awesome or we can compete for whatever random reason, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so I try to work through the system um, and with, with stuff that already exists, you know, institutions that already exist and establish. But like you said and you mentioned, it's like they've already got a mindset of what, what it's like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So once you accept one way of life, it's almost kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah, any, any anything that sounds different is going to rock you too much, right? You know what I mean. So let's talk about some of those differences, right? I, I won't get into any of these specific religious organizations because I don't think that really matters as much as the fact of you come in with your belief system, you sharing from a place of of love, equality, compassion. Yeah. What are you? What message are you sharing that ultimately ends up in there being this kind of I don't call it negative feedback loop, right? But you're getting pushback. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that tripped me out for a little bit. So if I can say this, I'll say this. Um, a lot of people say in the positive um, influence realm, right, they'll, they'll usually say your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like to think I'm a good vibe dude. Yeah. I like to think I am. You know what I mean? I'd say so. Um, but, I, but I check myself like a lot of times because, you know, just because I think that doesn't mean I'm um, you know, I can't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. I understand that. So I look at myself. I look within first, and and, and I try to do that way. But um, for the weirdest reason, quote, quote, I'll say, quote, quote, right? Um, as positive of I, as I am, I kept attracting nothing but negativity. Yeah. So that trips out a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, quote, quote, it tripped me too. You know what I mean? If I yeah. want to be honest, right? 
But then it's like, hello, same thing I always teach. There's two sides to look at everything. Mm -hmm. There's always two sides to look at everything. I choose to look at the bright side. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I look for the bright side, you know what I mean, in everything that I do and in everything everybody does. And I don't know. I train myself to look at the light, just the light. Well, of course, that was we spent a long time on that when we were at dinner together. Yeah. Look at the light versus the dark and really yeah. – and this, this is, again, this is another polarizing conversation. I'm, I'm ready for this one, especially the feedback that will come. As we talk about ascension or awakening or whatever coy term we want to put on it, hmm. there are some people operating under the mindset shift of the world is inherently negative. Yeah. There are some that are somewhere in between. Some stuff is positive and negative. Yeah. There are some that are now leaning more heavily towards positive than negative. Correct. Then there's some that there is no negative. There's yeah. only there's only the positive and we'll call yeah. that I can I, what a light worker I don't care what we sure the, all these titles are meaningless yeah to me. yeah like pointless but we have to at some point make this so as you're listening listener you can understand some of the different shifts that we're talking about yeah you have made it a conscious decision mm -hmm. which has then become an unconscious operating system yep that there is only light correct in your life there's is only I don't care what happened, who died, uh, what car accident, you know what I mean, you're in. It's like there's a bright to everything. Yeah. And if you train yourself to look at the bright, you never lose. Right. Ever. But ever. How, but how do you train somebody to do that? Um, there's different, quote, quote, exercises you can do that can become, like, religious, mm -hmm. monotonous, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, then it's no different than prayer, you know okay. what I mean, or something like that, or reading the Bible. You have to do it X amount of times, and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The thing is, for me, it's like I become it. Okay. You know what I mean? So again, it's like if life is a story, I have the authority. I'm the author that has the authority to write my script. And I can change my role at any given time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the, again, we go back to actress and the actress in movies. The reason we enjoy it is because they play the role so well. If right. they were their acting was bad, we wouldn't watch it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, 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 and yet we're playing ourselves very badly. <laughs> Because we're not consciously aware. Things just happen to us. Well, I can't help what I think. Can you? Well, I can't help how I feel. Can you? The actor did. Yeah. He, he literally played his role. He controlled the emotion that he needed for that scene and made you believe it. But in real life, we don't do that. Well, that's not how real life works. Ah, there's your story. <laughs> yeah, so where does that story come from? Who knows? We can sit here and say, you know, and do the psychological back training of, of, of digging. Where in my childhood? Was it my mom? Was it my dad? My uncle? My school? A combination of all the above. And it's like, it doesn't matter. A lot of people get lost in that. And, and I think that's where the religious debates kind of get fired up. Because everybody's trying to fight, you know what I mean, about what it really means and where it started and who's this and who's wrong and right. And it's like... There's a level, at least in my understanding, that there is no such thing as right or wrong. You know what I mean? It's a level of responsibility. It's a level of personal responsibility where you just recognize when you do certain things like, oh, wow, that didn't work out as well as I thought. Mm -hmm. So you just redirect. You know what I mean? Like you don't feel guilt about it. You don't feel shame about it. You don't, you know, uh, get down. You, you just make notes. And redirect, re redirect the course. You don't become an angry traveler. Oh, we miss our god darn exit. Get all pissed. And it's like, okay, so you know what you need to do. Get off onto the X exit and hop back on track. It's literally that simple. But we tell ourselves that it's not that simple. So we don't like where we're at. 
Right. And then we tell ourselves there's nothing that can be done about it. Of course. And there's your loop. And you repeat, rinse, wake up, repeat. And, and you start feeling shitty. You hate your life. You're stuck. You know the positive things. You know the quotes. You know, you've heard about meditation, and you, and you, and you're, but you're still kind of stuck. Because mm-hmm. you're fighting between your spiritual existence and your material realm. So talk more about that. Because the average person, to me, the spiritual existence versus the material realm, it took me, I mean, been very candid with you, and I'll okay. share with you on, on the microphone. For sure. It's only been maybe two and a half or three years that I have had the ability to see life through what you just presented. Mm. Before, when I would have heard that, I've been like, man, this guy is crazy. Like, th- what is he th- talking th- about? This shit doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> spiritual versus material. Like, we're in the material world. Spirituality can't be measured or monitored or tracked, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it can be. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. Because it's inside. Yeah, yeah. And I know when I'm spiritually aligned and when I'm not, right? I can feel it. Yeah, for sure. I know exactly when it is. For sure. And then when I feel the absence of it, I can recorrect and instantly bring it back in. Mm -hmm. But how, what's your, what's your meditate? Like you've meditated for more years than most of us might have even been breathing, right? And not that you're an old man, but you've been, you've been at this practice as I refer to it, right? I don't think you ever master meditation, at least not for me. You might. You have a different way of it, a different understanding. But yeah, it's different. Yeah, w- walk us through that. Um, well, there's different, there's different quote quote gurus and trainings, right, about meditation and classes. But again, everybody's going to give you their perspective and understanding of it. If it exists in them, then it exists in me. Okay. So I always look within first. Like where most people train themselves to always look without for whatever information. I'm like, well, clearly the information came from somewhere. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? The source. So I always go to source first. I always look within um, instead of uh, blaming anybody or or looking at what's wrong with the world or whatever. I always look within first. I start there. Okay. So your meditation, you've been meditating for 20 years? Uh, 15, a little over 15. Okay. And 15 years ago, if we go back to day one meditation, <laughs> uh, that was before it would have been all the crazy apps. That would have been before all yep. the tracking and monitoring and measuring. Yeah. I mean, the internet was around back then, but not how it is now. Yeah. Like, what what was that for you? Like, what was that internal calling of, like, it's time to meditate? Um, how did that come? Like, I don't know. I just saw the world, and I saw how things were really bad, quote, quote. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it's not that they were bad. You just... That's what I'm focusing on. I'm noticing at that moment. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of good things always happening too. Yeah. But we train ourselves to look at one way or another. So I, at that point, I saw the bad, not only around me, but within me. And I was like, crap, I could be a better citizen. You know what I mean? I could provide yeah. more in the world than just consume mm-hmm. and take. And I just started becoming a little more like mindful. You know what I mean? So when you say mindful, like, personal awareness of what's taking stock and yeah. action, yeah, taking like control of your thoughts? Like, what do you yeah, mean by mind? Psychologically, just becoming more aware that, okay, I, as a human on this earth, play a role. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the things I do affect in some way or form. Right. You know what I mean? So that, to me, just, just that simple way of thinking like that, to me, was meditation. Okay. Because to me, I define meditation, um, the constant chatter that's going into mind. Mm-hmm. 
or the one that's not there. Sometimes it's silence. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's a meditation that it, it can come in different waves. And when you define it only one way, then people force themselves to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. And maybe if they can't, then they're like, well, I can't meditate. Right. And the thing is, no, no, no. Meditation literally is what you're already doing. Your constant chatter, your constant thoughts, they just flash all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You just start slowing down enough to catch them and hear them and see if they serve you and work for you. Yeah. And what do they do for you? And then you just, you know, instead of debating and fighting the quote ones that don't sound good, uh, which I call a wasted amount of energy for no reason, you're fighting, you know, so that means you're creating a resistance. I just noticed it and I was like, I find a, a, a way to, I don't know, make it percent a better argument. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's literally it's literally understanding that my life doesn't just happen to me. My thoughts emit and radiate some kind of energy. If I'm in a bad mood, people around me are going to feel it. They're like, "Are you okay?" Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So so once in a blue week we catch that and they're like, "Oh, you can tell, huh?" And it's like all the time. <laughs> right. All the time. You're always carrying that energy, whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean? So if you feel great, then that's that's good energy, you know. When I look at that, you touch base on a called the butterfly effect, right? From the movie with yeah. Aston Kutcher, what a, a horrible example, but okay. as we do something here, I believe that the universe operates on a sum zero total. Yeah, meaning there has to be the duality. There okay. has to be for the positive energy that you're emitting until mm -hmm. there becomes a consciousness that transcends our current level as a society, not yeah. just U.S. global society. Yeah, then it would have to be an equal. An opposite reaction, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. as positive as you are, the energy that you emit, it, mm -hmm. in my mind, then somewhere else on the planet, there's an equal amount of negative vibration that's coming out to keep us almost stuck. Yeah. Right. And I know this is this is out there, right? Like this is, and I I want the feedback. Like I see your eyes getting squinty yeah, in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like this healthy debate, but it's to me until we as a unified front wake up to the fact that we are in control of our own thoughts and abilities. Mm -hmm. And you start to look at the religious separatism that happens and people standing so steadfast on their printed book that says what they have to, this is what it has to be. Mm -hmm. You have angst across religions of mm -hmm. thinking that this religion is better than the other. So you have negative vibrations that are happening there. You have negative energy. Yeah. You then would have that same amount of positive that's happening somewhere else because almost in every religious sector you have the extremists that mm -hmm. aren't willing to consider any other possibility. You have kind of the, the mid-range and you have some of the progressives that are like, well, I might be able to take this piece from this religion and that piece, right? There's there's a dichotomy even mm -hmm. inside of religions, let yeah. alone inside of ethnicities, let alone mm -hmm. inside of socioeconomic standards. And yeah. so when you throw them all together in a pot, I believe the energy, vibration, frequency, whatever you want to call it, is almost at a zero, right? That they yeah. everything kind of balances each other out. Because inside, until you have awoken the consciousness inside of you or adopted mm -hmm. it or owned it. You even said, like, to start with, we have negative and positive thoughts. Yeah. Right? Now, over time, you train yourself and it's negative's gone. Like, yeah. it just doesn't, it's not even present. Like, you haven't had a negative thought in 15 years. Don't care how long it's been. Yeah. So now you're, you're only positive, right? But you mm -hmm. could play the role in a heartbeat. And if I said, Martin, I want you to be pissed off, like, you. Yeah. Instantly start to emit the negative vibration, yeah. be pissed off about something. I can tell what organ is affecting. Yeah. And what, which one, you know what I mean? Because when you, when, you, when you have emotions, uh, there's a chemicals being released in your body. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and they will have an effect on your well-being. 
Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it all ties in. A lot of times um, we're, we're struggling with physical ailments that if we energetically released emotionally, certain emotions, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We'd be all right. We didn't need a pill or a whole, you know, I don't know, long visit to the doctors, et cetera, and operations and cut this, cut that. A lot of times it's just balancing your, your, um, your mind. You know what I mean? Well, of course, because you've, you've actually done that in more than one example in your life. For sure. For sure. What's the most recent one? Um, the most recent was a lump. A lump on my chest. Yeah. Um, most people would get something like that and obviously freak out. And I'm not going to lie to you, I'm in the human shell, so I kind of did the same thing initially. Mm -hmm. But as soon as it came up, I was like, well, yeah, I can believe that. That is something serious. I could also believe they'll be gone tomorrow. Right. You know what I'm saying? Both of those are possible thoughts. Yeah. Why do I have to choose, oh, my God, it's a tumor, it's cancerous, uh, it's serious, it's got to get looked at. Why is that the initial thought, and why do I... I want to dance and play with that one. Mm -hmm. Most people would. Of course. I chose the other one. I chose the abnormal thought. I chose it like, eh, be gone tomorrow. Right. What do you mean be gone tomorrow? You don't even know what it is. Who cares? I don't care what it is. Came from nothing, goes back to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when you make it that simple, people will then start thinking that, oh, you know, so he's got the gift of healing or something. I like, it's, when you say he's got the gift, it's almost like, again, you separate yourself. Mm-hmm. It's inside of everybody, you know? Right. You get cut, your body sends the message, and it starts sealing it and, you know, heals it up. Well, then what more can we honestly do but we're limiting ourselves to because of whatever our religion or doctrine of choice says? Right. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's why I'm like religion serves a purpose to introduce you that there's more to life than what meets the eyes. But then it becomes that thing for you and the sole interpretation of that thing for you. And that's where I think it, if, if, it faults. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because the truth of the matter is, if there is a creator, if there is this eternal source, uh, and he gave us a mind, then that's probably the greatest gift to be able to think for yourself and to believe or not to believe and what to believe at what time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's all. That's that's the magic in the psychology, the spiritual, and also the carnal in, in the whole thing. You know what I mean? That it's literally check your thoughts and see what you believe, mm -hmm. your foundations. You know what I mean? And what do they do for you? How, do, how does that make your life? Yeah. And then change them around and then see what that makes for your life. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like you, you play with it. You have fun with it. You know what I mean? You watch a good movie. You see a good actor. Find one that really gets you and to say, wow, he, he can really play that role. Well, let me see if I can play a role. Mm -hmm. And become more conscious that you're the main character to your story. Make it readable. Make it worthwhile. You know what I'm saying? Make a movie out of it. I don't know. Hollywood, blockbuster, whatever. Do what you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shine. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the character, the main character, gets hurt and it looks like he's about to die. Mm -hmm. But he still believes in whatever it is that he's dying for. Right. You know what I mean? But we're not that passionate about ourselves and our lives and our dreams because we're living our religious interpretation of what that should be. Instead of like a kid, get caught up in your own little mind and your own little world. Build it. Make it magical. Make it fun. Make mm -hmm. it exciting. Make it polite. Make it kind. Don't just talk about cliches and memes. Be it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be what you supposedly believe in. And then I'll see if it's darkness coming from you or if it's light, it's going to be evident for everybody to see. 
Why do you think it's so difficult for people to actually do that? Right, because yeah. the words are simple. Yeah. Right, very, very simple. Yeah. Focus on your thoughts. Yeah. Only select the positive ones. That's it. Write your own story. Yeah. Be the star of it. That's it. You're going to have a little speed bump along the way because there's a lesson you have to learn from it. Yeah. Learn the lesson on the light side. Yeah. And then go forward and flourish, prosper. That's it. Why is that so tough? Um, I don't know. Maybe because of how a lot of influencers paint it. Like some people paint it, well, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a tough road, but you got to push. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people hear that concept or like, this ain't easy. You know, entrepreneurship, it's hard and you got to, you know, lose sleep. And it's like, oh. So you've already painted a, a, a quote, quote, picture of a lot of walls and demons and ghosts that they're going to have to encounter before the game starts. Yeah. And a lot of them are apathetic or lazy. Mm-hmm. I just want to speak how I see it. Yep. And they don't have the strength to come back those kind of things. And it's like. So then, then they're accepting the dark side of the story. Well, yeah. I mean, we know the cliche, you know, what's it take for evil to prosper, for good people to do nothing. Right. So the people that supposedly say they got the good and the answers are like walking around criticizing and condemning everything else. Yeah. What religion is not right? Who's not worshiping the right way? And it's like, well, you just got nothing but a load of negative things to say, man. You're like you against the world, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like it could just be free flow. Yeah. God gave them a mind. Let them do what they do with their gift. And then you do what you do with yours. Well, let, let's talk about God and the mind and Adam and Eve because we touched base on okay. some some pretty pretty deep stuff for for the average person. Okay, right? I don't mean that in a condescending manner. Just no, no. It's just to me it doesn't seem deep, but 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 maybe it is to somebody. Right, you've been living this for so long, and you've yeah. been in, ingrained in this, and this has been ingrained yeah. in you for so long. Correct. That when you start going on this path, I'm like, man, that, those thoughts are just so powerful because. The way that you are phrasing things with your understanding of multiple different religions and the application of that to today's world, right? Today's economy, today's psyche. There was just something very impactful about the connection between Adam and Eve and choosing and how all that looks. Yeah. Do you remember much of that? Yeah, yeah. Um, It's one of the things I use in my coaching practice. Um, I use it for myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's... um, People look at it like at least how I've always heard the story being told is like Eve eats the quote apple, which if you read the story, never mentioned an apple. It said fruit, mm-hmm. you know, so people named it an apple and said that when they she ate, then, you know, everything went downhill from there, you know. Yeah. And that's the story as it goes. But it's like what we don't realize. I've even heard some people say, man, you know, God darn Eve, you know, mm-hmm. she messed it up for all of us, you know, and, and it's like. No, um, I don't see it that way. You know, Eden defined in, in the Hebrew sense uh, means like a place of peace. You know what I mean? Right. And and um, there was two trees in the center, right? A, a tree of life. And then there was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So there's the polarity right there. There's the two sides. You know what I mean? So a lot of people eat the fruit. The fruit, you know what I'm saying? You'll be filled. You, 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 fruit, it's, it's another word for like your thought. You know, you are what you eat. Yeah. So whatever you're thinking about, nine out of ten, that's what you're living and that's what you're believing and being, you know, mm-hmm. and expressing to the world, right? So she ate the fruit of double-mindedness, right? Good and evil, knowledge of good and evil. So again, whenever we want to do anything in life, we start seeing two sides. Like, well, I don't know. We start seeing all the things that can go wrong, all the things that can go right. 
with anything, in a job, in a girl, and anything. And for some odd reason, we have the Eve effect where we all just choose keep eating from those two sides. And the thing is, you keep eating from those two sides, you become so fragmented, right, mm -hmm. that you're naturally going to start choosing the knowledge of bad over the good. Yeah. Because you can't feast on both. Right. That's why he said you'll surely die. You know what I mean? You're, you're usually dead right on your tracks when you keep eating from, like, all the things that could possibly go wrong. Well, that's that, uh, you know, I call being stuck in the middle dead, yeah. right? Neutral. Neutrality yeah. is is dead. Like, yeah. universe is always in motion. Everything is always, always, always in motion. Moving. Always in motion around us. Like, literally, as I'm holding this table, from yeah. our perception of what this table is, it is as solid as could be. Like, I'm literally knocking on it. It appears that way. But it is not. It is completely in motion at all times. Scientifically. Scientifically, it is. It's been accepted standard that everything is moving. Of course, other than when we get stuck in the middle between a positive and negative thought and we try to hold the neutral. Yeah. But it's yeah. not possible for us. Yeah. You have we, to. we were afraid of messing up. When we were kids, we weren't afraid of messing up. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and we shit it on our diapers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In other words, intentionally, we shit it on ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that was an actual phase in our lives. Right. We we defecated on ourselves, you know what I mean? It's just, I, I think about that, and some people are like, what are you doing? I think about that, mm -hmm. and I'm like, that was an actual real stage in my life. Yes. Well, I find this to be so interesting, too, Martin. When you, when you look at, I'll say the planet as a whole, and there's some generalities here, Yeah. but we're like the only creature that feels the need to stay around our parents for an absurdly <laughs> long amount of time and then adopt their belief systems, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you take a lion and at a certain point, the lion leaves, yeah. maybe not leaves the pride, but you know, separates himself from his mother and father and goes out and creates his own version of what his reality has to be. Leader, follower, things. Yeah, We don't as people, right? Like the tribalism that's impressed upon us for the majority of us, especially you as you're listening, I've touched base on this multitude of times, it comes from our parents, it comes from religion, it comes from all these things where we're accepting these as our truths before we're able to make the decision if it's true for us or not. And it's crazy to me, right? Because the average person, you know, until you're quote unquote 18, for some reason at some point in, in our in our history, we decided 18, you're now an adult. Yeah. So 18, you get to leave the house. 18, you now make your own decisions. And after mm -hmm. 18 years, that's just the right amount of time to allow you to, the gift of finally being able to make your own mind up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've had the ability to make your own mind up since you started shitting on yourself. Yeah. You yeah. made the decision mm -hmm. to have that happen. Now, you might not have had the perception of reality that mm -hmm. allowed you to realize there was a greater opportunity. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you didn't realize maybe at that point your awareness level wasn't that you could find a toilet or you didn't have to do that to yourself. Yeah. But all throughout then our entire childhood, mm -hmm. we're actually taught to not think for ourselves. Yeah. 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 And moreover, when you do think for yourself, especially look elementary school, middle school, you're told it's wrong. Like you have to raise your hand to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You have to ask for permission at the right amount of time at the right day, mm. as long as the teacher's in the right mood, mm -hmm. to say, okay, you can go, you can go defecate, right? You can go right. urinate. Like those And we wonder why at this point, from the majority of our perception of our own ability, we don't think it's possible to create our own reality. Well, to me, no, no kidding. We don't think that way, right? We've got years of run rate of being told like that's not how life is. Well, there, one can say that there's a conspiracy of sorts. You know what I mean? Love this. Yes. You know where 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 some people believe that there's a group of individuals, whatever they want to call them and name them, that 
is conspiring to keep the world under woo, some veil or, mm-hmm. you know, control or something. And it's like, that's just a story. That's a version. Oh, we got proof. Okay, well, there's also proof of people who want to create communities and, and freedom for everybody. Right. And actually already have cures for diseases and ailments and are advancing that area. But, you know, why not turn our focus into that? Mm-hmm. That it's a choice. Like we choose to watch the news and believe these things. Right. Like I've had certain clients literally naturally get healed by just stopping watching the news for like 45 days. I just said fast. You know, uh, she's like, I've tried all sorts of fasts and diets. And she's like, I still, you know, can't recover, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Try fasting the news. Yeah. Any bad story that comes up your feed, ban it. Just cut it down. Shut it off. Don't read the article. Mm-hmm. 45 days. Sure enough. You know what I'm saying? Arthritis started like disappearing and stuff. She's like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe it. And I said, I believe it. Right. <laughs> like telling me you wouldn't believe it. I believe it. I believe anything. I'm like a kid. I believe anything is possible. I'm like the grown up version of Peter Pan. I don't know, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just been magical, mystical for all my life. And I've been shunned for that. And even those closest to me uh, have kind of like, okay, you kind of went on the deep end. So that I feel like I can't really talk like I want to talk and say the things I want to say because quote, quote, it's not jibing. But see, that's so incredible. You said that same. I, I'll say it aggressively. You said that same bullshit to me when uh-huh. we had we had dinner together. Yeah. Of like waiting for the day that I'm gonna be like, whoa, Martin, you you you've stepped you stepped over the edge, buddy. I gotta just let you swim on your own. I don't I don't want any part of this. Yeah. And I can't imagine that because my mind did not stop working after our conversation. Right. Like there there was two or three more days where like there's just little yeah little things coming for sure right, over and over again. Well, it'll keep, it'll keep happening. You'll get even more and expand from it's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. What is there that, I mean, this is open forum. What is yeah. there something that you think that is so far out there that is going to make it be that somebody would, or maybe it's somebody that's already left, like said that you're you know crazy, too far out there. Mm-hmm. What have those things even been? Like, because I'm sitting here thinking like, I literally do not know <laughs> what you could say to me to have me be like, man, this Martin guy, like. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a time out. I just don't, I don't we, know what it would be. We like to label stuff, you know what I mean? And and I, I can, I can, I can accept it to some extent, so that we can understand communication. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and we can relate to to a subject and, and understand what's happening. But sometimes we put labels on things we don't understand, and we, it, when you call someone crazy, it's dismissive. Fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so on and so forth. You know what I mean? Uh, a- examples. Kids will do certain things and, and we'll laugh and say, oh, he's so cute. An adult do the same thing, whatever action it was that the kid did, and we don't say, oh, cute. <laughs> True. We judge it differently now. We're like, well, he should know better. Mm-hmm. Right? And so on and so forth. So we create these little, I don't know, things. And it's like people will get uptight. They no longer start believing in themselves. They start doubting themselves. It, 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 can I be me? You know what I'm saying? Be careful. Don't, don't, don't burp. Don't fart. Don't do, you know what I mean? And you're watching everything you want to, I don't know. It's like we, we live very uptight. Everybody's scared to kind of just express. So I do this one class. I don't do it anymore. I used to. I should say I used to do this one class um, where everybody just lines up and literally just like, 
let go. And I remember people saying, wow, that was demonic. I went to that class and I saw it was demonic. He was just telling people to just let go when there was people just waving their hands and some were crying and some were on the floor. And he's like, it was crazy. And it was like, no, because sometimes as a kid, you do these things. Mm -hmm. You just, ah, you scream and you wave your hands and you're like, ah, and you just run through the house with a little ball in your hand. I don't know. Yeah. You're in some kind of world. Right. <laughs> you're caught up in some ecstasy. You're living the moment. Mm -hmm. And adults are not given that privilege. It's a privilege that's been kind of denied. So I don't look at skin color. I don't look at, you know what I mean, religion. I don't look at any of those things, political standpoint. I just look at the very person. Mm -hmm. Are you one of those that look at the dark? Are you one of those that look at the bright? What's it doing for you? Right. And I'm just asking rhetorically because it's evident. Yeah. Your life is going to be evident. Right. You know what I mean? So some may hate me and some have labeled me as like demonic or whatever and weird things like that. But um, at the end of the day, it's like they're the ones spewing the hate speech. I'm just living and spreading what I call my idea of love and understanding. Mm -hmm. So when we stop judging it and looking at it and trying to, th it's just follow yours. Follow whatever your North Star is. Right. You know, if you see good pieces and minds and you want to, oh, I want to grab some of that, man, that's fine. It's not copy. It's not imitation. It's, it's all of us learning, mm -hmm. <laughs> having fun with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so on and so forth. Um, I don't know. And to me, it's simple. I don't know. Well, and that, that brings us to, like, say, when we had dinner, one of the, I'll say, second halves of our conversation was the acceptance and understanding that it's time to start bringing some of this more to the forefront. I think so. I think so. Because for a long time, even amongst my close inner circle, I've had to shut up. And it feels very frustrating when you allow everyone around you to speak up and share their ideas and their thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then when you share yours, yours gets shut down. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, oh, my boss is an asshole and all this. Uh, I freaking hate my job. And then the other one starts with their story. Well, you know, I've been having back problems, you know, and so on and so forth. And it's been struggling and my lease is about to be over. And then somebody comes with their stories. Oh, man, I got to study for these exams and I ain't even read the books and I'm just so stressed. And they finish with their stories. And I'm like, oh, wow, OK, all right. Then I share my story. And I was like, well, I freaking feel great. I had an amazing day. You know what I'm saying? I started dreaming up about this new vision and this new, I don't know, uh, uh, entrepreneurship gig that I think we can start and so on and so forth. And then everybody's like, dude, <laughs> welcome to earth. That sounds real good. But, you know, like, welcome to earth. Yeah. So someone's kind of like bringing me back down. They were down, quote, quote, but I didn't label them down. Mm -hmm. I just heard them. And I was like, okay, that's just where they're at. That's their story. Yeah. I'm reading this story. I'm looking at this movie. I'm not judging it. I'm just looking at it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, they share their story. Now let me share mine. But it was like always too positive, always too good, always everything was fine. Everything was dandy. So we're literally addicted to the pain, but yet we're saying that we want healing and we're waiting for salvation. But it's like, no, if we become addict to the anxiety, the depression, the pain, the you know, the anger, the animosity. We want to feel these things. Otherwise, we wouldn't get so mad when people like me come around. That is always freaking happy. You know what I'm saying? I smile at funerals and people are like, are you a freaking psycho? I'm just happy, man. I, to mourn, I, I don't know. You, you spread, you share love by mourning for this body. I'm glad that this body existed and was able to, I don't know, interact with me at some stage. Yeah. I'm thinking about that stuff and that stuff makes me smile. Mm -hmm. So now I'm weird for that. And it's like, huh. So then after I started buying into that, 
See what I'm saying? There was a really? stage in my life, and, 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 it, and it really, it was impacting. Because I started buying into that. What if I am weird? When was that? How long ago was that? Oh, I've done it multiple times. You know what I'm saying? But the first time, if I have to add years to it, probably like, what, eight, ten years ago? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I do it often. You know what I'm saying? But now I'm more conscientious. Before, I just kind of drifted into that mode. Mm-hmm. You know, where you, you just, yeah, well, what if I am crazy? You know? Yep. That is a possibility. There are crazy people on the quote, quote, planet. So then you start researching what crazy is, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I start looking into all that stuff, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay, okay, um, and so on and so forth. And by certain definitions, maybe I was, but what I discovered is that crazy people always influence and change the world. It yeah. wasn't the one that followed the norm and did what everybody else did. Mm-hmm. It was the crazy ones that dared to believe. You know what I mean? In, in Dubai, they're literally building land out of no land. Right. They're make, just straight making real estate that didn't even exist. Yeah. Just created it. You know, it's, it's like, you know what? No land? That's ah, fine. We'll make it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Clearly, somebody's at a level of creation that is possible. And here we are crying about, you know, the little job we got or why we couldn't find a blouse that fit <laughs> and it's like oh my gosh yeah the universe is so vast and you're stuck in these little minute things so then when you talk like this like oh so you think you're better no it's just that i see what that does for you it brings a lot of pain and suffering and i see that you're saying that you don't want to be in pain and suffering mm-hmm. so i'm showing you hey this is the way and you always look at me like i'm trying to one-up you or like i'm think i'm better or oh mr over spiritual and it's like you're looking for definitions, you know, based on your fragmentation. I, I think you're whole right where you're at. I think I'm whole right where I'm at. I don't need to bring you to where I'm at, but you're asking. <laughs> well, right. You know? I mean, that, that's, that comes down to so much of this. Like we said with the levels, I'll call it a consciousness of, you yeah. know, light versus dark or positive versus negative. Yeah. There has to be a part. I mean, there's at least a part of me. I mean, that's obviously why I coach, right? That's why the podcast, that's why there's all this stuff. Because I want people to understand that they have this great potential inside of them. Yeah. Because I remembered my version of my story was I didn't realize I had all this potential, Mm. right? For years, I accepted a different version of my own story. Yeah. Blame some parents, blame some society, blame It's not even a blame thing. The blame ultimately falls internally. Like, right? That was a version of the story that I was reading. It's my responsibility. Then all of a sudden, I spent enough time, energy, effort, money, all the things, like picking together these little pieces. And I love what you said. Like, yeah. go to some Tony Robbins events, take some Tony Robbins training. All right, I got, I got some pearls of wisdom. I got some nuggets that stuck in my heart. I'm going to take those. Yeah, those are mine, and I'm going to spit them out. And they're going to have my own version of what he brought to me, but he got them from somewhere else, and I feel yeah. like that's fine. Yeah. Then I go to these other pieces and parts, and I've shared on other episodes. I don't want to belittle it, but you know, Wake Up Warrior and Garrett J. White and nice. Dr. Shafali, and there, there's these pieces and right now it's bulletproof and it's now like there's just things yeah and so i share them on here or i share them with my clients or i share them on social media because i remember what it felt like to literally be stuck in the vortex of what Mm. i did not have Mm. and everything was a thing of i did not have instead of understanding like with me now i literally have everything everything you need all the time yeah at all times you're born with it it's yours no one can take it from you right you can relinquish it you yes. know what I'm saying? But no one can take it from you. Yeah. You know? So when we say, well, you know, the government, well, my mom, well, my boss, well, my job, you're already t- 
taking it out of yourself and you're relinquishing the power. Yes. There's nothing I can do about this. I said who? Who said that? Right. You did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's your story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you can say, hey, you know what? I can look at the bright side. Mm-hmm. Bright side is this is just a temporary job. I'm just going to stack and save and save and save. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we'd rather say we hate this job and keep going to it than come up with an actual plan because that means we have to now take responsibility mm-hmm. and we've become too lazy and apathetic. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, and to me, we're almost all preconditioned to look yeah. for external validation for something that can only ever be found internally. Yeah. Right? I think the clothes we wear, and I'm, I'm guilty, right? I think I'll own my stuff, right? I, like, I like having nice things. Some of it because I enjoy the feel of a nice shirt on my skin. Yeah, why not? Some for the fact of I like it shows that I worked hard enough to attain it. But all those things are then external validation points for something that doesn't really have to be needed to be had internally. Right? Like when I look at the internal checks and balances that I have, I have something to put on me so when I walk outside the house, people aren't shocked. Because admittedly, we weren't born with clothes on our back. Yeah, yeah. Right? The, the human figure and the human form is something to be marveled in its creation. Yeah, yeah. For all of us to walk around naked really wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah. But we make it a big deal. Yeah. And so the validation check checkpoints we go we, through. We over-sexualize uh, bodies. Yeah. And bodies are just as sacred. You know what I mean? Right. At least in my in my, in my my understanding of things. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, w- women are beautiful You know, to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm heterosexual. Women are beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I find beauty in man as well. And I mm-hmm. find beauty in cars and in plants and in houses. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. As a human being, I, I find beauty in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And... I, I don't have to sexualize it, but if you sexualize it, to me, it's not necessarily a sin. And I think that's where a lot of times uh, our society has been stagnated in growth because one of the most natural things to humankind is sex. That's how we all got here. Right. Every sing- no one would exist that's listening or not listening that exists, period, mm-hmm. if it wasn't through sex. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how you got here. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And 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 yet we shame it. And a lot of us don't really get any real training in that department. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think I think that's part of uh, what's done it. Some of our I don't know spiritual growth because we made sex to be something carnal and woo tabooish. And it's like it's not. It's how we all got here. Yeah. Surprised. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like, and we have to bring it back and make it back like it's normal, but it's like we, we created these weird stories. So what's your take on monogamy then? Um, see, that's interesting because whatever I say can be picked apart, you know what I'm saying, by different listeners. People are going to do that no matter what. Right, I, right. I don't care about them. I care about what's your... So... so like, I, I'll, I'll, instead of leading you, like, I'll, I'll drop mine first. Okay, bring it on. I think monogamy is inherently flawed. I'm a married man. Okay. I have a ring on my finger. I get it. If you mm. look again across every basic being on the planet, and again, I know I'm not I'm not in geology, right? That mm. there's there's pieces and parts of this I'm I'm bastardizing inevitably. But for me to go out and spread my seed to multiple different people would make perfect sense from a procreation standpoint. Correct. Monogamy makes no sense from a procreation standpoint, right? For me to stay in one place at one time with one person and only put my seed in that one person at a base level to me DNA wise Makes no sense for me. Now I'm married, and I've yeah. I've accepted the fact that yeah. there is a polarity that's existing inside of me. Not from the fact of wanting to go out and, as we would label, be a man whore. I don't care to go out and sleep with four thousand different women. Yeah, I'll say this: 
if any man can genuinely care and love and respect and honor three, five women, that's his business. Yeah. That's their business. They're adults. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't get caught caught up in these little, no, right or wrong. I don't know. Those women have a voice. Did he force them? If he didn't force them, I say, okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, if they're stuck to be with the individual forever, if maybe one day they decide to like, hey, I don't believe in this way no more. You know, I just yeah. want one guy. If she can't go or you're going to shame her for that, then, then you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just more about freedom. It's, it's, it's what, it, what it is. We all want freedom, but we want to take other people's freedoms. Yeah. So then we're inherently losing ours. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's we create resistance. It's like you're free to do whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Be mindful. Be respectful. Take responsibility for what your actions, you know what I'm saying, ripple into mm-hmm. the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but people talking about you and saying, hey, you're wrong for, you know, having, you know, for being gay or you're wrong for, you know, uh, marrying two women, you know, mm-hmm. that's their opinion. That's their story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, of course. It's their story. You know what I'm saying? Um, there, there's a lot of women that wanted to be with Hugh Hefner while right. he was alive. Yeah. Well, there's plenty that wanted to be with him. Yep. And there are plenty of guys that hated him, but plenty of guys that hated him because they didn't have the balls of courage mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying the uh determination you see what i'm saying and the discipline to do to build the empire that he built absolutely you don't have to agree with it but right. the thing is this is what he believed and he created a story out of it and made it yeah you see what i'm saying and it was okay sort of there was the people that said hey this is wrong but he still had his fun and had his run mm-hmm. so again you can choose that life just be honest well that's what don't hide be well, honest and that's what's crazy to me too you look at marriage marriage is a a contractual confine that really is a, brought to us by the government, yeah. right? Like it, I can be married to my wife without a sheet of paper that well, absolutely denotates that I'm now married to my wife. Like well, I, I hope your words mean more than the words on paper. hundred percent. But to most people, they don't. Correct. We've lost that art. Yeah. Because we say a lot of things we're going to do and we never do them. Yeah. So our words are meaningless. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When we say to our friends, yeah, I'll go to that party on Saturday. You don't. Saturday comes up and you change your mind. Yeah. And you exercise supposedly your king and queen righthood by saying, oh, I can change my mind. I'm allowed to change my mind. Mm -hmm. But your word means nothing. Right. You said you were going to be there on Saturday. You're not. Mm -hmm. Well, and you've had a series of business deals that were contractually bound based off verbal I'll yeah. say verbal obligations, right? Yeah. That, and that's how the universe works, with yeah. words, at least in my understanding of things. It's right. words. You know what I mean? Everything that exists started with words. Mm-hmm. Everything, the table. It was, it was words, words and pictures that formulated in the mind how it was going to be. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Oh, I could design something like this, and it looks like that, it looks like that. And we got pictures and words, and then we manifest them into this earthly realm from T-shirts to cars, cups, whatever it is. We create it. You know what I mean? And we, there's nothing mysterious about that. We know that, that you can create something, conjure it in your mind and create it and create that product. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, then start creating yourself. And then that's where people be like, uh, uh, because that, that involves personal responsibility, involves, involves discipline, involves action. Mm-hmm. And we've been conditioned to kind of just kind of mope around life. Now, yeah. Whether that was purposeful conditioning, as some people say, there's a, you know, some magical people in cahoots trying to, you know, enslave humanity. And it's like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe you're just lacking responsibility. 
Well, right. I mean, I believe that we're all <laughs> pattern-based creatures, right? We're, we're habitual in nature. We do certain things automatically because of internal safety, right? At some point in yeah. the fight or flight, like think of as you're listening to this right now, there's a good chance you're driving your car. When you want to turn left, because you've done it so many times, you might glance in the left mirror at the same time as you're turning your left turn signal, and then you turn the wheel. Mm-hmm. You're not actively taking actual brain power to become aware of the fact that you have to do all those things. They're just happening, right? Like there's not this checks and balances that you go through. This, So I believe the same thing is actually happening in a lot of people's lives, right? You end up taking a backseat to your own life because it ends up being a safety mechanism almost. You, yeah. You're not... The minute you push yourself to become front of mind aware of what's mm-hmm. going on and the fact that you're in control of really all the variables yeah. and you take that responsibility, there's this fear, again, yeah. that pops up. Like, I'm no longer safe anymore. Where yeah. I tell all my clients, like, everything you want is literally just on the other side of what you're afraid of. Like, yeah. everything. Yeah. Don't care how big or small. When you stay safe, I call it you stay dead. Yeah. Right? Like, how you're living your life right now, we're all living. Like, we're all playing this game of life. We're all yeah. the star of our own movie. Yeah. You made mention at dinner, I think it's so poetic, at the fact of are you having the leading role in an action film? Are you like the guy that's sitting at the table with the backwards hat on that the camera just kind of barely pans across and you don't have 18 seconds of screen time? You don't have an eighth of a second, right? And you're that guy in the film. Yeah. A a lot of those have accepted that as our character for life. Yeah. But then we look secretly at the ones that have achieved more and we're like, I wish. Mm Mm-hmm. Or that's not me, or they had some special break, yeah, or they had right. And it's like same way you could believe that you could believe like, let me start it. Yeah. Let me start right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But we don't we don't think like that. No, because we could take the the perception of money, right? I think money is what we most men specifically. I'll speak for men more than women. We look at that as the ultimate litmus test for success. And you might say, I want to start this business, but I don't have money, so I can't. Right. That's that's a checklist that people go through, at least mm-hmm. people that I've dealt with. Okay. It's so easy to change the perspective of that reality. So instead of, I don't have money, so I can't, it actually pre- prepares you to be able to do more with less because you've experienced a lack before. You understand mm-hmm. of not, you don't need $2 million in liquidity to start a business. Yeah. You need ingenuity. You need consistency. Yeah. You need belief in yourself. Yeah. You need a plan that you're willing to alter and pivot on, yeah. right? Because there's no linear equation in life. Everything's yeah. exponential. There's ebbs and flows. Yeah. None of those check marks require that you're sitting on a stack of cash to make it happen. No. I've had abundance before, and I've had yeah. the mindset then of lack. I've had both. Mm-hmm. I've had multiple zeros in my bank account, and I've yeah. had less than zero in my bank account, yeah, yeah. right? Like both sides of that equation. Yeah. All of it was based off mindset, really. Like I was not... I was more of a person coming on the backside of the less than zero on my bank account mm-hmm. than I ever could have been with the multiple zeros on my bank account hmm. because I shifted my perception of what reality was yeah, and what I was destined to do with it, right? Like even when I had all that money, mm-hmm. I was so – I was holding it so close to my chest. Like I would yeah. not give it to anybody, Yeah, right? Like it's slow to pay – like not even slow to necessarily pay bills probably in some capacities, but like oh, nickel and dime everything together. Mm-hmm. You've had periods in your life where you had immense success mm-hmm. and decided to take the money out of the bank that was, and just say hello to people with it, <laughs> right? Like, tell that I, story. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not married. I don't have like the quote, quote responsibilities that average people say they have. Quit on the framework. Tell, tell yeah, us what yeah, you yeah. did with it. 
I just I just gave it all away. Um, I just walked around with no discrimination. I don't care what the person looked like. I, I was just giving them. If you're a human being, I gave it to you. Mm-hmm. And I was just giving away, and different people acted different ways. It was just some people were amazed. Some people looked at it like they were taking it from me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, I'm giving it to you. Yeah. Uh, some people thought it was a prank and, and uh, cussed me out, you know? It was just so weird di- seeing the different reactions. And it was almost kind of like the universe's way of showing me, hey, look, this is how it works. I got all this abundance available at all times, and I'm just giving it away to whatever person wants it. Yeah. And different people will receive it based on where they're at and how they Mm -hmm. process information. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a guy literally, there's multiple people, but I remember this one guy that really stood out, had had a suit and a tie and a briefcase, and he looked at me, he's like, you think I'm stupid? And walked and kept walking. And he just took a glance back and saw me giving it to someone else. And then he's like, try to make sense of it. It's almost like, hold it, what's happening here? Yeah. But he was so infuriated. He was so mad. And I'm like, wow. And that's what happens with this message. I noticed with my life, my mm-hmm. positivity, my, I don't know, what, the way I see things, the magical, poetic way I see things. I've always been this way. Yeah. You know, even as a child, I've always been this way. Um, you know, but but the point is, when I start speaking like this and talking like this, people just look at it like, whoa, you've gone too far. Like, you know, come back. Like, you know, like, okay, idealist or whatever. And I was like, no, I mean, the world is what it is because we, we, we made it this. Absolutely. You know what I mean? We made it this. You take a rock, you throw it in the river, it makes ripples. You take a, a negative thought, you take a, a negative attitude, and it's also putting out a ripple mm-hmm. in your family, in your home, in your job, everywhere. If you don't like your job, you're doing them a disservice by staying there. Yes. See what I'm saying? Be yeah. honest with them. Be honest with yourself and say, hey, look, this job does not please me. And I'm just going to be grumpy and have a bad eye. So I'm not going to be the best. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yep. You're being respectable. You're taking responsibility. You're taking ownership. And that's how it starts with simple stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't like the fact that people are always mocking my clothes. Okay, well, either A, I got to start learning not to give a shit about that, or B, up my clothes game. That's it. One of the two. Yep. There's no right or wrong. You pick. Right. You see what I'm saying? And you just start designing and playing like that intentionally. Yes. Intentionally. Absolutely. Everything becomes intentional, but you don't want to become what people call a LOA police, law of attraction police, where it's like, oh, watch what you said. Oh, you're being negative. You don't want to overcheck yourself. You want to just be free flowing, mm-hmm. free flowing. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't overanalyze, overcalculate, free flow. Well, and so much of what you're saying didn't fully become aware to me until I started. Let's say I've had a handful of experiences with psychedelics before, okay. right? Plant based medicine where understanding we'll call it the poetic nature of which there's an interconnected everything is one yeah everything yeah. is a part of something greater mm-hmm. and really feeling that right it's it's one thing to say this out loud mm-hmm. from my perspective mm-hmm. like it was sure like you're supposed to right like we're, yeah, we're yeah. supposed to all say like i believe in god or i believe in this higher power because yeah. we're told like from it's different when you feel it oh yeah, yeah. like it's it's a soul-based thing where you're just like mm-hmm. man i just get this now yeah yeah it's transcendent Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a transcendent experience. Uh, some have achieved that through psychedelics, uh, some through meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no right or wrong way how to get there. You know what I mean? And so on and so forth to each of their own. Um, I can 
I can, the same way I move my finger, uh, my toes, whatever, my leg, my neck around from side to side, I can literally release whatever chemical I need at that moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, we got the pineal, and the pineal has dif different, um, you know, uh, plays different roles. I'll say that. It plays different roles. Uh, depending on whose report you're reading, you're going to say one thing or another. But it's also known as a spiritual gate. You yeah. know? Uh, some people uh, call it that, and some have learned that if it's uh, fluoridated and calcified, that the person is not going to understand divine concepts or spiritual concepts. They're just not going to relate to it. But it's like... For individuals like that, it's like you just interpret emotions and look at emotions. Emotions are the closest connection to the spiritual world. Because mm -hmm. emotions are like vibrations. You feel, you see what I'm saying? But it's not real. Right. You think it's real, but it's just a feeling. It's not real. Yeah. Like I can make, not make, but I can, I can invite you to say, hey, close your eyes and think of that one incident where you were really freaking frustrated. Somebody betrayed you, double-crossed you. I don't know, something. Go back to there and the anger. And the person will relive that. Sometimes their face will flush. Sometimes their hands will shake. Their hands will curl. Well, they're not there. That happened three years ago. Mm-hmm. But they're reliving it through a feeling. So, see, that's the vehicle sort of of the spiritual realm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you bring it down to the everyday psychological person that's maybe not into, you know, the spiritual stuff. And, woo, and you're like, hey, it's just emotions. Mm -hmm. The same way emotions are very fickle. You know, you can feel it, but it doesn't mean it's real. You feel like choking somebody, but one would hope that you don't act on that feeling. You know what I'm saying? Right. You make a mental cartoon out of it and you move on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, a uh, light on your feet. But then again, it's like the same way you made that mental cartoon, you could have made something else, like a hug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you decide. You're the character. You decide what to put at any given time. So I don't understand when people come at, at me and they're like, you don't know what I'm going through. Uh, I don't understand when people are like, oh, man, but it's different for me. It's tough. Or I, I don't understand the individuals that tell me that life is tough and there's and, and they don't know how to get out. I don't understand that because I was there. Mm -hmm. I chose it. I, I was there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's like I came back out and I'm like, well, okay. And it's like anything I literally want to do, I just do it. And if I stay at it, I get better and better at it. And then if I leave, well, then that's the end of it. Of course. You know what I mean? It's just, just that simple. So uh, um, many people have said it before me, some more eloquently. I'm just like um, – unique in my own way you know mm -hmm. um i i can be you know very perspective in certain parts where i can just like break things down in a different more easier to follow method you know which i'll do with some uh clients when i'm coaching but i just like to free flow i like to just explore and stuff like that and it's like i've come to a place in my life where i can't do that with my current friends so they say when you are the one that surpassed you need a new group of friends yeah so that's when I uh, first reached out to you, and I was like, well, this guy keeps talking about. Look at that. Let's do something. So I'm like, okay, well, let's see if you got the talk or you want to walk because I'm, I, I'm like a kid. I'll, I'll walk, have some fun, jump in the puddle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let it splash. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if the jeans got dirty. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think like that. I just have fun. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's that, that carefree mentality will do a lot. You know what I'm saying? Just recognizing that whatever thing that you're trying to hold on to, oh, you know, 
that stability, that security blanket, mm-hmm. it's okay to let it go. <laughs> right. Like, you know, it's okay to let it go when it's, t- it's, it's just time to grow up and recognize that just when you were learning how to walk, you fell and scuffed your knee and learning how to ride the bike, same thing, but you still kept doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with life. Try that new business you've been thinking about. Try it. Well, I don't know anything about it. Well, read a book about it. Watch two or three videos. But don't watch any more than two or three and keep watching more. Right. And that's what a lot of people do. They try to get as much information as possible. No, man, grab life by the balls. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And just look at that one video, read that one book, and then go out there and apply that. Well, yeah, paralysis, <laughs> paralysis by analysis is so, so yeah. common where you think you yeah. have to have all the variables figured out. I'll tell you. Yeah. From having successes and failures in business, mm-hmm. me personally, yeah. it doesn't matter how much you read. Like you're going to have to <laughs> cheesily say failure way to success. Like there's going to yeah. be that thing that comes up that it doesn't matter what book you read. Like mm-hmm. I'm very blessed and fortunate to associate with some really, really brilliant individuals. Mm-hmm. Just because and, and brilliance being, I'll say, quantified yeah. by the fact that they went to elite schools, got elite nice. grades. Yeah, yeah, really brilliant. But there's something to be said for the practical application of what one goes through in mm-hmm. life experiences that you can't read in a book. Yeah. You yeah. just you can't get it. Like I it, agree. It doesn't mean that it's better or worse than. It's just a different – it's different than. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think to be successful, I'm going to personally, if I had to choose, right? We're playing a game of dodgeball with life right now. Mm-hmm. Who I'm picking on my team is all the guys that have went out and their knees are skinned and their elbows are cut up and their hands are grimy because they've been trying to figure it out versus – the guys that read it in books because mm-hmm. the book knowledge almost never applies real time. Like I'll take boxing, right? Cause boxing is important. I can read, I can watch yeah. hundreds of videos of Mike Tyson fighting. Mm-hmm. I'm not Mike Tyson. Right. I'm not going to be, I, right. I physically can't be, but I can be Ryan. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be Ryan. Correct. And I, if I can pick, take that one little thing that Mike Tyson did with his foot in the second round of this fight. And I can remember that. That means it was supposed – I was. I needed that. That was supposed to be there for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the rest of the stuff wasn't supposed to be there for me. I didn't yeah. retain it Yeah. in my personal opinion. Like I think there's so much of just trying to – like I'm a big I'm a big reader. Like I've read okay. a, give or take a book a week for a really long time. Nice. I read because I enjoy it and I read because I'm looking for a gift that day that applies to that day. Yeah. Right? So it's not – I'm not reading for completion. I'm reading because maybe a book's 200 pages. Maybe it's 10 pages. It doesn't yeah. matter what the book is. Yeah. But I'll read, and some days I read three pages, and some days I end up reading 40 because I just keep reading. I'm like, yeah. I, already, I feel like I already know this. I already feel yeah. like I've heard this somewhere. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. boom, there's a message. Yeah. Okay. Like, I get to keep that. I get to store that. And yeah. I'm, I'm, you can't see as you're listening. I'm pointing to my chest, not my head. Like, you mm. don't store stuff in your We think we do. We don't yeah. store stuff like this in our mind. In my opinion, you store anything that's important in your heart, in your soul. It sits yeah. somewhere differently. Yeah. yeah. Your, your mind helps you execute on your soul's desires when you're aligned the right way. Yeah. Yeah. From where I sit. Now, I love the feedback if that's not how. Yeah. No, no. It's, I mean, again, you can dress it up however you want to dress it up. And that's the thing that I think um, if I do a circle back to religion, that's where I think they messed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That they, instead of teaching people about the way, they constituted themselves as the way. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's 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 me. I'm the way as I say. And it's like, no, it, it, turn that around. Me. I am. The most magical words in in all existence, in my opinion. I am. What comes after I am? I am angry. I am pissed. I am poor. I am. What what, what is your I am? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's big. It's huge. It's big. That's 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 you in a definition. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like check check what's after your I am. So 
passion is usually described in mystic realms as a fire, right? Mm -hmm. And also the Holy Spirit is also described as a flame and the fire, et cetera, et cetera. You know, but um, I, I look at it like when it ignites inside of you, it can't be turned off. That's why it's like if if you're trying to read the book, you made some really good notes. You know what I mean? And hopefully somebody out there listening is catching it. You, you mentioned you read the book not because you have to or to check it off the list. Mm -hmm. You want to. You enjoy this. Yeah. And that's what I think is happening with a lot of people that are, are kind of like learning about this lifestyle of consciousness and awakening. And like, okay, okay. But it's like they're making checklists. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and they get so regimented with a checklist, it's no different than dogma. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And, 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 and then based on this checklist that you create, it becomes more about the checklist than the actual thing. Mm -hmm. Read a book this week, check. Meditated this morning, check. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, time out. I'm not meditating to check it off the list. I'm meditating because I find enjoyment. Yes. And freedom and oneness and centeredness in meditation. But what I find in that, <laughs> I believe from my own experience, you know, this whole 21 days to create a habit, 90 days to create a lifestyle, I believe if you don't give something due time, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, I have a principle called embracing the suck, where there's a part of every journey, <laughs> every hero's journey, whatever you want to call it, where uh, it sucks, uh, right? Like where, uh, where it's just not fun anymore. But mm -hmm. it still is fun. You just lost sight of why it's fun and that you had to go through the, the tough part to see mm -hmm. the fun on the backside. Mm -hmm. And so instead of saying like, all right, so you might have to, in my opinion, you might have to check boxes for a little while in a meditation practice mm -hmm. for me because okay. there's going to come a point where inevitably anybody that I've ever coached, they're searching huh. for like this this thing. Like they expect some magic, yeah. like I'm going to be able to meditate and transcend. I'm going to be able to go to different <laughs> universes. I'm going to yeah, be able yeah. to manifest my reality tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's maybe that does work for you. Yeah, yeah. There's also a chance you might have to build into that. Yeah. And so if, if I don't lean as a coach into you and say, yeah. look, you know, as we're running together, mm -hmm. we got to figure out how to make this part of your life. you got to do it when it serves you. you got to figure out what part of it well, serves if you're, you. If you're playing for the Olympics, then you have to show up to practice. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So I'm with you in that in that sense. You know, if if you're if you're competing for the Olympics, you know, then by all means, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. A pilot, literally by law, has to read a checklist and go in order. Right. Even if he's been a pilot for 30, 40, 50 years, mm -hmm. mandatory by law. You know what I'm saying? What's your daily checklist then? You what, know what I'm saying? What's the things that that Martin does for himself every day? I always meditate, but see, I've made it a lifestyle. Right. So while I take, quote, quote, a segment out or a time to do it, I'm not consistent with the time. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yep. I might do it in the shower. I might do it while I'm cooking. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to, like, get a room by myself, turn everything off, and some people need it that way. Of course. But I've been meditating for so long, I can just do it at will at any time. But when you first started, do you have you to, did you have to focus more in the time? In the beginning, there was more intentional focus. Yep. Intentional focus, where I purposely would wake up five minutes earlier, did mm -hmm. that for a week, two weeks, then 10 minutes earlier. You could do something progressive like that in Japan, they call it Kaizen, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah. Whereas you make micro actions to move you know, uh, directions, of course. you know what I'm saying? And, and that's fine. There's not a right or wrong. Um, I've seen people that quit heroin. Supposedly you can't recover like that. It's super easy, but I've seen people quit cold Turkey and made a 360 turn. Mm -hmm. 
you know what I'm saying, uh, under my coaching. And, and it's awesome. And it's like I, I never take credit for it because it's like uh, they did it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's their body. That's their mind. They did it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't necessarily take credit. It's just like I can dish a lot of nuggets and jewels. I've done it all my life. At least I think I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people benefit and take it and some don't. So starting with, again, uh, a little micro movement and check mark to see where you're going. Nothing wrong with that. Right. So I'm not anti that. I'm just saying uh, don't make a religion out of it. Of course. In other words, don't be dogmatic where it's like if you if you missed it, then now you feel horrible about yourself. Oh, I'm a horrible person. I didn't do my meditation yeah. today. And it's like, that's not going to work. It's not going to help you. Well, you're missing the you why. Know? Correct. Right. You're missing Correct. that internal, like, what is... So what else? Uh, what else on your day is there? Are there more pieces of your checklist, or is it just just meditation? Well, I make sure I make sure I make sure I obviously eat. You know what I'm saying, and stay hydrated. You're more plant based, um, right? Uh, I I try to be more conscious of eating more greens in my life and more fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Um, but I do eat meat, you know, and so on and so forth. Occasionally, it's just not like a huge part of it. Like I don't go diving for it. You know yeah. what I'm saying. But again, uh, eating eating it's really. Again, all this is such a personal thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are looking for that checklist, what to eat, what not to eat, what diet works best for me. Listen, dude, try it. Right. <laughs> See what it does. Does yes. it work for you? No, try another one. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or you can just sit down in meditation and create yours. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an, that's an option. Absolutely. That's an option. Um, and, and that's me. Um, I just kind of like have standard things that I do, like obviously stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. And include a lot of greens. I love greens yeah. of all sorts. So, yep. I, I do notice for me personally when I don't incorporate a lot of greens in my life, um, I do feel a little crabbier. Okay. I'm more prone to be maybe a little more depressed or frustration. I just I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, okay. I don't act on it. I'm just aware of it. Right. You see what I'm saying? But um, a lot of people do that. They, they feel stuff and they act on it because they don't master their emotions. Their emotions just come out whenever, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, okay. Right. <laughs> you know? So, so again, it's like have a checklist, whatever, but don't make it a, a, a dogma. Do it for a reason and a purpose and intentionally. Like when I work out, I don't work out just because I work out to get it over and done with. That's one thing I do daily. Every day okay. I work out seven days a week. I don't do that. Oh, you got to rest one day. I don't do that because I don't go hard every day. Mm-hmm. I just do an intentional uh, small regimen. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder. I'm not trying to join MMA, be a wrestler. So I don't need a specific, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. I just believe that general fitness helps me feel good. Yeah, of course. For me, I've noticed. I like, wow, I feel great. I, I got strength. I got endurance. I can last longer. I can think clearer. So I do it for me so mm-hmm. every day. That's a daily thing, um, you know, push-ups, sit-ups. But when I'm doing it, I'm not doing it to like, ah, hurry up and do it, ah, check. Me, I'm doing it, and each one I'm doing, I'm like concentrating and looking gently, not a forceful concentration. I'm gently looking at the muscle that's being affected and worked at that moment. Mm-hmm. So 10 little push-ups go further, uh, 10 intentional medita- meditative push-ups go further and can bring more results to a body. I've seen that with some of my clients. Then going to the gym, going through a, a standard checklist, and just, oh, okay, here we go. I've already been here an hour. I'm done. I'm out. You know yeah. what I mean? And so on and so forth. And a lot of people live life like that, where they got good things incorporated into the life, but they're checking off through it and going around. Mm-hmm. 
So they create a sort of like a little rat race of good things, quote, quote. So then it becomes oppressive. Yeah. And they're like, I don't get it. I'm, I'm thinking positive. I'm meditating. I'm da -da -da. And it's like, listen to you. You're like, you know, you're like rising. It's like, come back down, chill out, relax. Why are you so stressed? Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, this was a plan that you devised for yourself. If you don't like it, well, come up with another one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or teach yourself to like it. You know what I'm saying? That's an option. Of course it is. We don't realize it, but that's an option. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you live in a house by yourself and you're not going to use styrofoam plates and that kind of stuff, you're going to have to wash dishes or use a dishwasher and empty it. One or the other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people say, oh, I hate washing dishes. So they're literally right then and there building into their atmosphere, you know, a, a life of like, resistance a mm -hmm. life of like stagnancy a life of depression they're creating it you know what i'm saying because it's like you're saying you hate washing dishes so you're speaking literally hate into something that has some kind of service to you of course you know what i mean yeah so it's like we're, we're silly like that and a lot of times we're like well okay you're making it really micro like you're nitpicking and it's like i don't know it's i don't see this micro picking i'm just saying like that's how everybody usually talks and thinks and lives and i see how it is mm -hmm. and i see what it does for them right you see what i'm saying so i see that household it's like Ooh, and then people are like that's just normal that's just how it is nobody's perfect well i don't know what i think that's you're touching on something that i think is a perfect way to wrap this up is when i take stock of i won't even say when i take stock if you're listening right now there's a chance, 50-50, that you think some of what we're discussing is just like so far out there, like you just can't even conceptualize how any of this could be could be factual. But if you take true, like present mind stock of your actual reality mm. and how often you feel from the inside out happy, not outside in. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you're not saying 95% of the time that you can control the fact you feel happy from the inside out, mm -hmm. wouldn't it potentially be worth the opportunity of trying something that two people are saying to you feels good all the time. Yeah. Right? Like we like like Martin's saying with the, with the dogma of what all this is and checking off the boxes. You are 100% in control of your own life. Like mm -hmm. 100% yeah, yeah. of the thoughts and sure you can say I'm not in control of my thoughts. I'll agree with you to a certain point. The subconscious is yours but not yours, but you're in control of how you let that thought affect you and how long you let it linger for. Mhm. Mm you can very quickly replace, like, don't get, I'll say for me, I can't say for you, there are negative thoughts that come to my head periodically throughout the day. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of it. I realize mm -hmm. it's there. I shift it. I find the positive counterpart to it, and I choose to take that as my reality. Yeah. And that happens almost imperceptibly within seconds, right? Yeah. It's not, yeah. these aren't like minutes of or hours of, oh, my God, what am I going to do about <laughs> this? Yeah, yeah. It's like instant. It's like, okay, well, I'll just reframe it. Yeah. I'm going to challenge you as you're listening to consider that any one of these nuggets that we are sharing with you might be the catalyst, just as I had a catalytic experience a couple of years ago that forced me to realize a different opportunity, right? That mm -hmm. the quote unquote being woke or enlightened or whatever that is, like I really hate those terms because yeah, for most of us, it's a gradual process of being able to consider what is coming next. Like what the possibilities really are. Yeah. Until so you get to the point where you realize like you almost look back over your life and realize mm -hmm. I'm full of literally truly in, infinite possibilities. Like there is yeah. no number. But to start with from where you're where you're listening to this episode, 
you could literally think like, I don't, I only can come up with one or two possibilities. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's still an option, right? You're, yeah. you're still, you still have something that's different than what you have. Mm-hmm. And as you keep opening these doors, it's like the rooms just keep getting bigger until you realize that you get to look back and you control all the rooms, you control all the houses, you yeah. control all the unit, like it's all yours. Yeah. I think there's just something so you we, set up poetic about that. We, I'll, I'll put it in these uh, terms to close it. It's like life is much easier than we've imagined or thought or heard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for the ones that have accepted it, that it is easier and still can't quote, quote, get it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, are you trying to get it or are you genuinely believing it's easier? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, again, you define the circumstances. Things happen. Okay. Yep. There's a bunch of other storytellers out here. See, you're not the only storyteller. There's a bunch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can become a character in their story and be defined by them. Or you could become the main character of your story and be defined by whatever you want. I love that. I think we got to wrap it up on that. We got to wrap it up with when you take control of your life and you start writing your own story and yeah. painting yourself in the lead role. Yeah. Every day after you do that, you're able to get shit done.